This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. हम आज ये न्यूज लॉन्ड्री हफ्ता हिंदी दिवस पर रिकॉर्ड कर रहे हैं तो इसलिए नमस्कार आदाबर्स है सत श्रीकाल और ऐसी कई प्रकार की चीजें अंग्रेज अपना लगा हिंदी और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी माफ नहीं करते जब जनता पैसे देती है जनता की सेवा होती है और जब विज्ञापन डालने वाले पैसे देते हैं विज्ञापन डालने वालों की सेवा होती है अति उत्तम है ना अति उत्तम हिंदी दिवस हिंदी दिवस हमारे सारे श्रोताओं को हिंदी दिवस की ढेर सारी शुभकामनाएं हम सब की तरफ से ओके आनंद वर्धन इज लुकिंग डिस्गस्टेड कि ये क्या बोल रहा है कोई इसको जान से क्यों नहीं मारता छुरी के साथ <laughs> मेरी हिंदी ठीक ठाक है in house panel from left to right anand ranganathan hello ranga uncle namaskar are va manisha pande pande ji namaskar namaste anand vardhan hello anand pranam <laughs> what is it pranam pranam <laughs> and madhu trehan what new thing can i think of pranam bhi hogi sadar pranam sadar okay <laughs> now before i get into what all we'll discuss today and there's a very interesting list of stuff because lots of interesting things happened I just want to quickly read out a bit of one mail and there is another mail along the same line so I just want to correct myself so this is regarding Arangetram this letter is from uh, Divya Swaminathan Divya says dear abhinandan and alhafta team I'm going to say it you got the concept of Arangetram completely wrong it is not a coming of age ceremony nope the word literally translates to ascending the stage I am seconding Anagha's letter and taking her explanation a bit further. She's right about the history of Bharatanatyam and the Brahmanical reform it went through at the hands of Rukmani Devi. Uh I guess you are referring to the earlier email that we had got disagreeing with my Arangetram um analysis. Matlab aadha Tamil hote hue bhi aapne mere sare Tamil bhaiyo behno ko jo hai aapne piss off kar diya. Humne matlab piss off ka Hindi kya hoga? पेशाब बंद कर दिया स्टेज एज अ सोलोस्ट आफ्टर परफॉर्मिंग वॉट इज कॉल्ड मार्गम इन भरतनाट्यम टिपिकली इट मीन यू हैव लर्न दिस आर्ट फॉर सेवन टू टेन ईयर्स एंड अरे यू टेक योर जर्नी एज अ सोलो आर्टिस्ट सो यू नो इट्स अ वेरी वेल एक्सप्लेन लेटर यू गैस कैन रीड इट ऑन आर वेबसाइट दिव्या स्वामीनाथन यू हैव बिन एक्सट्रीमली पेशेंट um also divya has a suggestion if one mr webhav arekar comes to delhi for bharatnatyam performance please do check it out um also madushi says it would be great if statements like girls don't have to dance their way to heaven can be avoided i'm no i know i'm being needlessly sensitive but dance takes a takes way did more effort that? yeah you did i said girls don't need to dance their way to heaven yeah but it was based on uh, but That's it was good ba- but it was based on <laughs> false information provided by me so i just want to correct myself because This is not the only email. I got another email about Arangetram being wrong, so I actually did some checking. So here I want to correct myself. Arangetram is not a Brahmin-only ceremony. So all of you who have corrected me on that, you're right. I am wrong. It appears to be so because the only people who have the resources, time, and energy to send their children for this 
happened to Ibrahim Brahmin at an anecdotal level. I was told that Wahida Rahman also trained under a Brahmin teacher. And uh, I don't know whether she went through Arangetram, but she was one of the most celebrated pupils of that teacher. Uh, and therefore, it is only observational, it may seem that it's a high caste pursuit, but Arangetram by itself is not only for Brahmins. It just so appears. However, one of you who have mailed me, who has said, please don't read my mail out, has also payload that even uh, Janeu is not only for Brahmins. That also I checked, I said, it is for Brahmins and the ruling Kshatriyas. No one else had a Janeu ceremony. So on that, I so far from information what I've found is right. But yes, I stand corrected on Arangetram. Thank you. Uh, all of you who have pointed this out, Anagha from last time, Divya this time, and the person who doesn't want to be named, who has sent me a stinker of an email separately. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> sent us, I think. Us, Only yes. You. Is it? Only but you were stinker. I was the one who kind of... If I can correct without naming the person, um, I think the person got it wrong, little bit wrong. What I meant was when I said the bride throws the rice, hmm. She throws it not at um, her new home, mm. but when she's leaving her home. Old home. As yeah. if to say that. But I was told you, you that rice fed was me for, for so long. I, this I, is this what I'm new You also got that mail, right? We both from yeah. up on that No, but mail. what I was yeah. taught was the rice is for uh, like uh, prosperity. That as rice is uh, rice used in the wedding ceremony, as well as rice thrown, thrown over, over the, the thing, shoulder. is just basically a thing for prosperity. No, so it is, ha, so maybe. It is to Harvest. no wonder Do India has so many diabetics. When, when the bride eat rice, rice eat more roti. <laughs> when but the bride funny, reaches the home, <laughs> she kicks the uh, rice. Bowl. Yeah, the rice bowl. But that's different from when she's leaving her home. Correct. She throws it back to, and that's you very guys disturbing. You also have this ceremony where the groom, in the middle of the marriage, starts running away to do chardham, and then the who's you guys? Tamilians. And then the father-in-law says, a, don't go, don't go. I'm not married, Anand. Huh. Did you no, have I, I had a non-Tamilian wedding okay. Okay, where I was Lord Vishnu for some time. <laughs> okay. Also, before I carry on, please subscribe. Pay to keep news free. When the public pays, the public is served. When corporations and advertisers pay, corporations and advertisers and governments are served. Also, please watch our new show, Constitution. Two episodes have happened so far. Watch out for episode three. And do do your homework. We hope you enjoy this show. If you do... We are planning a season two. Tell us what you'd like that season to have. This is what made news the last week. One thing that didn't make news, uh, and I just saw a video of it today, of, on all the places on Scoop Whoop, is the farmers' agitation in Rajasthan. It is huge. I had no idea. I saw the video clips of it today. And the government has also announced compensation today only. Yeah, but uh, like we haven't heard about it on, it on wasn't regular that, news. Yeah, it, not so, on TV. But Rajasthan know? isn't so far from Delhi, so I'm a little surprised. Anyway, um... There was a murder at Ryan's school uh, and this dominated headlines for a while. Yeah. And what blew me away was how the scene of the crime was basically a mob of cameras and reporters there. I don't know what Reconstructing the forensics scene, yeah. have happened. Uh, then in the same case, Times Now and Republic fight over the father. We have a piece on this. Yeah. Times Although Now and? Republic TV. They fight, fight over the over father. Ryan, of yeah. And uh, although I do think our piece was a little too nice to Times now, I think even Naveka was trying to extend that guy. It was She had nothing to ask him. She just wanted to keep him there so that Republic couldn't have him. But yeah, it just showed what our media is. Mm. Narendra Modi and Shinzo Abe inaugurate India's first bullet train project in Ahmedabad. Abe ki Abe hai? How do you pronounce it? Abe. 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 Not Abe. 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 
Abe or any Abe. Rahul Gandhi's university. There was uh, Shivarur RT once, I think, last year when Abe had come to Delhi, hmm. you know. Uh, then there was some tweet by him saying that Abe Narendra Modi go to Varanasi. Hmm. Then some troller said, "Dhang se bol Narendra Modi ke baare mein Abe Abe kya laga rakha hai tune?" Tamiz se baat kar. Okay. Then Rahul Gandhi's University Berkeley speech. Oh, I have something to say nice. on that. Uh, the gun used to kill Gauri Lankesh, the same one that killed M M Kalburgi, say the forensics. Then the Rohingya Muslim crisis. I heard a really interesting podcast on it, which I'll also recommend at the end of this this uh, episode of Hafta. And um, how the UN is actually reacting to it. Uh, Narega workers bring rights battle to Delhi. Claim center is slow poisoning the scheme. Aadhaar law will clear constitutional test. Claims Mr. Arun Jaitley, but you never know because this is one case that has been going left, right, left, right, up, down, up, down. Peasant leader Akhil Gowai arrested on sedition charges in Assam's Golaghat. Sedition continues to be used with gay abandon, such as life. And the Home Ministry cancels foreign funding license of JNU, DU, IIT Delhi, ICMR, basically everyone yeah. except political parties. <laughs> And um, this is something that doesn't get the kind of outrage that I think deserves. And the Chandigarh stalking case, Varnika's father transferred a month after the Vikas Barala arrest, tucked away in page four and five. So much for that then. And the hurricane Irma. What what was she called? How do you pronounce that? Irma. I saw the climate science deniers on Fox News, and I'm blown away. So we have all that. What should we start with, Madhu? You take a call. Uh, should we for fun? Let's start with uh, Rahul Gandhi's speech. Okay. What In do America. you think of it? And the question answer session. I think the best part was that he said, "They call me stupid." They call me this. They call me that. Now see for yourself. I'm right in front of you, and he thought everyone would say, "Nay, nay, that's mm-hmm. yeah, nay." But did anyone say anything? No, he's giving the speech. I mean, how how does somebody from the audience say that? Well, your everything They're that right. you said, yeah. <laughs> no, but tell me, why did it um, elicit such a major response from the BJP? Any theories on that? You know, with Smriti Rani, Ravi Shankar Prasad. you know all the spokesmen they have this obsession with congress mukt thing hmm. and they don't realize the folly that congress bharat can never be muktid muktified kafi mukt to kara diya waise bjp ne impossible people <laughs> i mean you see in tamil nadu for example when they used to vote you know i mean five years it would be dmk mukt tamil nadu then another five years it'll be aia dmk mukt tamil nadu you know, such parties they will never be mukt so uh, you know this obsession of bjp ki kisi tarah se अगले बार इनके 44 भी नहीं आएंगे इनफैक्ट आई वुड से ऑल दो इट्स टू अर्ली यू नो 44 से ज़्यादा ही आएंगे नो आई थिंक दे शुड इग्नोर इट आई डोंट थिंक दे शुड हैव बीन अ रिएक्शन फ्रॉम द बीजेपी एट ऑल इट डिट वॉरेंट गाय गोज दिसक्रैप्रेस कॉन्फ्रेंसिस स्मृति ईरानी पॉसिबली बिकॉज दे वॉन्ट टू सॉर्ट अमेठी टू थाउजेंड नाइनटीन इन व्यूजेशन वर्धन वाई डू थिंक दैट बिकेम सच अ पॉइंट दैट बीजेपी एट सो मेनी लेवल टू रियक्ट टू एट ऑल फर्स्ट इज बीजेपी नीड्स कांग्रेस इट मेक्स इट लुक बेटर so so uh yes means uh, that's true. so 
that is also we are live it, it may not have elicited uh, response say 20 years back but uh, we are living in an age of political communication where, where you can describe it as a response overdrivage so um, because of internet uh, internet and all uh, the bite culture you, uh, and instant response mechanisms which have uh, come to define the culture of political communication hmm. so uh, i think 20 years back it would have gone ignored but not now i'm also wondering actually following up on what you just said like if twitter conversations have something to do with it because that was like really the talk of the day till hmm. smriti rani's hmm. conference it was trending it was really like making a lot of conversations so maybe politicians now do react to what's hmm. happening on twitter no, and what's making conversation I think there is um, in his answer of saying that we are like this only. It it, it is embarrassing. Now this is something that that you know in the in हमारे देश में तो ऐसे ही होता है यार. We are like you know we are backward. No, so no. we are like medieval. We have a dynastic thing in no, everything. But, but it had a very uh, self. Uh, no, it just, had an element of humiliating I, India no, in a way which which is unwarranted. No, I don't think. Actually, people just took that one bit. Off the whole thing was it was silly, but he was talking about like these guys also do it, these guys also sure, do it. Sure, but, no, but I, th- I but think no, what I find every in so many countries, talked of Infosys also saying. No, yeah, he talked of. But look at all the ha, American companies. Look at all the American companies which are family owned. The biggest company, Walmart, is family owned. All right. I mean, so it's well, Rockefellers, I mean, Fords. It's all family no, run. Yeah, and politics is the same. The but Bushes. No, I I think that's. I don't. That I, what what irked me more than anything else was his attitude of, के हमारे देश में तो don't expect anything better. Okay, I that th- was the attitude, and I I, I I found that very offensive. I just thought it was lazy because this is a question that is going to be asked to you at yeah, every platform. You and has been asked many you, times. You would think that your crack team of geniuses would have come up with a. Fantastic rehearsed answer to this, which may like not be, <laughs> which may not be great, but it is rational. I mean, I at the top of my head can think of an answer. Hmm. But what that shows to me is the entitlement and the laziness of Rahul no, Gandhi. No, you know one thing that uh, I do not need to come up with an answer that is smart. For example, why can he not? Say, and and I don't think the America and the India comparison is true because if you take the top fifty American companies, out of that you may have three. That are family-owned. The rest are first-generation owned or board of directors owned. Also, when Arcelor Mittal deal was happening, I remember the Arcelor, that French uh, board of uh, the guy who was the chairman, said, "I would never dream of putting my 24-year-old son on the board of the company, whereas Mr. Mittal would." Which is why we don't want this done. And they went whining to Kamal Nath that it is racism. It was not racism. He said it's a cultural thing. So he's right. But a simple thing like he can say, "Yes, I may not be the smartest guy, I may not be the best politician." But winning elections is an important part of democracy. It is all about election winability. The Gandhi brand has an equity, which nothing else right now does. And every movement, you know, you have lectures on TED and on you know this Jared Diamond, the evolutionary biologist has given lectures on you know what makes societies work, what makes things popular. Symbols and mascots are a part of making any movement happen. He could just say Gandhi is the mascot name till we find another. I have to bear that brunt. I may not become prime minister. You'll have a Manmohan Singh to do that. I'm saying you can even make it a little more sophisticated and make it rational if not smart. He doesn't do that. You know, I think there are two points here. One, there is an 
aversion in our culture to rehearsal, to rehearse anything. Like when the presidential debates happen in America, the if any of you have seen any documentaries or uh, even uh, feature films on in Hollywood which have uh, addressed this issue, there is a, mi- a hundred times rehearsed, rehearsed, rehearsed. That's from a great point. No, and I, the se- second point I want to make is that I was covering Indira Gandhi's visit in, in uh, Washington and New York in America and I went with her and her I don't know what word they used at that time, the person who was managing her schedule to see, to NBC studios where she was, I think it was NBC, she was doing a meet the press, which is a Sunday morning thing. And she didn't, she really did not have the answers prepared. She didn't know what she was talking about. She really made a fool of herself. So I asked this guy, Ganju, who was taking care of her. I said, why didn't anyone brief her on these facts? He says, nobody dares brief Indira Gandhi, very proudly. So that's the thing, that if you're not going to take a briefing, you're not going to be prepared, you're not going to rehearse, you'll just say, kuch bol denge. So it is, that mm. is the problem. The lack of, it's almost like when you tell somebody to rehearse, it's like an affront to their dignity. Okay, I, I don't need to rehearse, I know everything. But you don't. The most everyone rehearses, man. Yes. I don't know why they don't. Christian anyway. Amanpour will rehearse her opening. She will. They rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. But mm. you know about the dynasty. If I can come in, I mean, and then you know, you talked about you could have rationalized it. Sure, I would go a bit further. I would say not only can one rationalize it, one can actually give a very logical yeah. answer to it if one is humble. For example, people immediately. In fact, I posed it to you know. Uh, our Rishi Kapoor, he got very angry when, you know, his name was taken, uh, or not his name, Amita Rahul Gandhi said, hmm. Abhishek Bachchan bhi to hai, hmm. Ambani, Info, all that stuff. So Rishi Kapoor ne apna tweet shuru kar diya ki, what nonsense you're talking, you know, ab, ab, 90 saal se hum hai, aur merit pe hai. <laughs> can so I, I can said, I please quote from his tweets? Yeah, please. <laughs> because, no, to a so degree he's, sort of he's right, hmm. because his brother, older brother, it's like voting. If you if you if the public doesn't like you, you fail. No, no, but no, the no, public but will I, like I you. The yeah. So basically, no, but Rishi his older brother mm. failed. How will mm. the public like you? Yeah, but no, 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 no but no, they no, still no, have no. many chances. Yeah, I mean, uh, 13, like 13, 13 flop films Abhishek Bachchan gave before so he So Rishi Kapoor was basically hmm. taking a jibe at Rahul Gandhi and saying 106 years of Indian cinema and Kapoor's contribution 90 years. Hmm. He talked about four generations who all whatever. And then this one guy asked him a question saying that uh, I really like you and all that, uh, I, you know, but I can't act better than you because I don't have a father like legendary RK and all that. And Rishi Kapoor, after all this, like against speaking against dynasty, he says, I'm absolutely sure you can Manish, then it's your, ge- it's your genetic fault. You don't have what I have. So making a case but against but dynasty. But, 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 think, what but you know, his don't make sense at the best of times. You know the that Kangana Renault uh, nepotism uh, controversy I was quite shocked when I read what Saif Ali Khan wrote. He also bought genes in. He actually endorsed the fact that genes uh, are an advantage if you come from the right genes. I mean, it was such a Nawab but, thing but to write. But Saif is still there, right? Sir, you were making a point? Yeah, okay. So, um, he talked, Rishi Kapoor talked of dynasty. And basically what he was trying to say is that we are here because... We have been loved, our acting has been loved, and we are here on merit. Basically, that was the distinction he was trying to make. So I said, you know, I, I respect you as an actor. You, in fact, he is one of my favorite actors. 
then I asked him, how many people auditioned for the Bobby lead beside you? And that is the crux of Dynasty, you see. Uh, the first kick, you know, the kick start that is given is through dynasties, not through merit. After that, because I can actually defend Rahul, I can say, look, he is doing, he's also uh, an MP on merit because he fought the elections, right? And whatever you may say, the Congress party is a party in a democracy and it is not him, maybe internally, danda dera hoga ki bhai mujhe vote karo, ye karo, wo karo, hoist me, you know, on my shoulder, on your shoulders. But it is a party of grown-up adults and if the Congress party chooses him as a president, it's a democratically elected thing. So it, it is merit onwards. The only distinction here being that when you're given a kickstart and all these sons of MPs and MLAs and all that, the first election, which is the hardest for any newcomer, like the first film, which is hardest for any newcomer or anything, these guys get a head start. On that's platter. the only thing. Otherwise, it no, is... No, but that's not the only perfectly thing, perfectly. There's a lot more to it. Well, Madhu, you were saying that it is... Uh, it, I mean... There no, is I think that uh, even if, if it's after 13 film, films or whatever, the fact is that there are enough actors, children, who have flopped out. Sure. They have flopped. So no matter what your genes are, no matter what your clout is, no matter how much nepotism is used, after a point, the box office rejects you, you're rejected. Over. Yeah, but so Rahul Gandhi sense, is how many times an MP? Five-time MP? Hmm. Exactly. So the point is that his comparison of bringing up different fields that they are whatever uh, does not count. I think Rahul was wrong on all counts. <laughs> yeah. But the Madhu, when you say that only, um, you know, it it is, uh, you will be rejected. I, I don't think that's entirely true because a certain, a film working is a lot of factors. You get to ride, you know, chug along for the ride. Whereas you may not have been the success, but you'll get the credit. I mean, there was a phase when I remember those days um, uh, was, I think, the shit phase, the shit era of Indian cinema. There was Fardeen Khan, Zahid Khan, Isha Diol. They were the Mahabhaddo, Bhaddo ki barat. And every second film had them. Now, bhai, aap weekend pe jaoge, koi to film dekhoge? In gadon ki film dekhoge aap? Iska matlab ye nahi hai ki aur nahi hai. And also, when all these guys dominate that space, you you shrink the space for people with actual talent. No, and Ritesh Deshmukh was made made an actor when his father was chief minister. Yeah. Exactly. Also, you may your your films may flop, but you get ads. You call called. Yeah, get called get to award ceremonies and all, and you have all the peripheral ways in which you earn money through exactly so your I celebrity status. So basically, I think the one thing what it showed me was that Rahul Gandhi is immensely lazy and immensely entitled that he doesn't even think it worthy of just fucking doing a rehearsal before you go and make yeah, an That was also true in the Arnab interview, right? Like, why nah. would you not prepare for 1984? Like, that's he the most prepare. obvious question. He did prepare. He and was, then, and he then he said by this? saying <laughs> he, prepared, he was prepared that whatever he asked you, say, bring it back to women's issues. <laughs> that's how he prepared. Yes. So people who terrible, are, that interview. The people who are advising him are the problem. His own IQ level is a problem. His lav lack of exposure to India to is life. a problem. Vardhan sahab, aap bol rahe means Yes, we say silly things, you know, um, awkward things when asked. Uh, um, so, and but the problem with him is that he says those things quite often. Hmm. So um, that is, but 
And uh, about nepotism, it is not only with, there's even, say, media, means there is a generation, there is a section still, but there was a generation where jobs were offered in cocktail parties. Mm. So uh, you then didn't need any CV, okay, you are a graduate, come and work there. Okay. So uh, there is a section in media also uh, uh, which is a beneficiary of that. Absolutely. So if I remember Absolutely. the caravan piece by Krish, who had mm. come on Hafta yeah, yeah. once mm. on NDTV, mm. for a long time, in fact, until 2000, early 2000, NDTV did not have an HR department. Because mm. every bureaucrat's child was so hired. Varadhan yeah, okay. Saab hasn't finished. Yeah. Now, about this uh, um, dynastic dynasties in Indian politics. Now, there can be a distinction. There is a Rahul Gandhi kind of dynasty, which was pre-independence, Motilal Nehru, when Congress was uh, an annual Tea Party Club, where 72 delegates in 1885, 39 were lawyers, hmm. and uh, uh, delegates were uh, invited founders. to attend in it uh, on basis of wealth, Darbhanga Maharaj, the richest man of India, was one of the delegates. So, 72, and it was uh, an elite club, uh, pre-independence. Uh, Gandhi made it a mass movement, but not at the top level. Hmm. So, uh, uh, there is that. But uh, there is also a kind of dynasty politics in India, like, say, uh, uh, Lalu dynasty, uh, Karuna Nidhi dynasty, Mulayam dynasty, which is a product of the democratic churning. Pawar. Uh, it is post-independence, which uh, they, were, uh, they were first generation politicians. But what they chose to do once they made their mark in politics is that they erected their own dynasties. Now sure. that is more troublesome. That is because, because they that's didn't, a new creation. Uh, they they didn't, didn't break something uh, that they had the chance to break. Uh, they didn't respect uh, the churning which produced. But you see, them. this is where so. I disagree, Anand. If I if I may say so, all everything that they're doing, the dynasts, okay, it's within the realms of democracy. Of course. Okay. So uh, you know, if we have good rules, anti-corruption rules, if we can, you know, if we can stop corruption in dynastic politics. Uh, if we don't do that, I don't blame the dynasty at all. They are going to the people, and if we, you know, if if they are elected, fine. If they're not, it's you know. Yeah, so that is a given. And but BJP is the just one final point I like to make. I mean, you know, BJP kind of uh, yeah, kind of uh, denigrates Congress dynasty dynasty. How many dynasty politicians are there in BJP? Yeah, of course, that is true okay. for every. A yeah, lot. I agree. That's Varun a, Gandhi, for example. I think it's an one. Indian. So many it's other, an Indian shortcoming. Yeah. It's not just one Singh's uh, son also is. Uh, yes. Thing. So many. Okay. Um, now, just want to move to the case. Um, uh, of this, uh, actually, we'll come to that a little later. Um, I mean, very quickly, why do you think um, Mr. Abe has been hosted in Gujarat and not in Delhi? Any guesses on that? Elections, probably. So, what is Japan going to elections? Am I being racist? Am I making completely politically incorrect jokes? Shayonara. It's vibrant Gujarat. Yeah, Even the Chinese president was yeah, hosted there, the right. famous swing. Hmm. Oh. Why was the Chinese president hosted there? Why was the Chinese president hosted there in Gujarat? 
it's because the PMs from Gujarat, it's a, yo. It's a form of political <laughs> messaging. There is no doubt about that. I, so, I domestic audience. Achha, pata nahi, khair, uh, but I, I just, you know, speaking of political incorrect jokes, sorry if anyone, our Japanese subscribers, <laughs> feeling offended, <laughs> I doubt I have any. But I remember this joke. We all laughed at it. But can you th- imagine if in an American film they had made this joke? I mean, that that studio would be shut down in Munna Bhai MBBS when that guy is clicking mm-hmm. photograph in the hey, hey, haka noodle hey, chicken manchurian that's I mean I'm just saying anyway uh, not that I endorse it <laughs> so, so not that I endorse it <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah so do we or do we not need a 1 lakh crore costing bullet train please start from Madhu is it the cost benefit analysis please tell me Look, my main concern about expenditure and the budget is basically healthcare and education and sanitation. I mean, if we are still sending human beings down into sewers, how I, I think it's far more important to buy the machinery that cleans the, the sewers than to, than to have a bullet train. So mm. I think uh, manu, ma, manual scavenging, this education and health should be where the money goes. I don't think uh, a bullet train is that essential in my thinking. I really think unless we get these three things in order, Sorted. sanitation, mm. health, and education, right. I, I won't be satisfied until every child in India goes to a government school that is as good as a, the best private school. And I won't be satisfied until every person has access to medical care as good as the best private hospital in this country. Canada, so, basically. So, com- when I have those priorities on one hand, I don't see where a bullet train fits in. Mr. Vardhan, bullet train, what does it do? Yes, uh, I am not qualified to go into expenditure cost analysis. Thank you. He's so subtle. No, I am not uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, aware of the statistics of it. So, I can't comment on that. Uh, but it's a vanity project for Modi. It's a, uh, there are uh, there are some projects which uh, leaders take to heart, and uh, Mr. Nehru was uh, very impressed by large-scale Soviet industrialization, and uh, he had a fascination for that. Uh, Rajiv Gandhi had a different kind of fascination. And I am not uh, an advocate of the theory that if till A cannot be done, B should not be started. So uh, otherwise, India would not be venturing into a space or in a lot of other things. So, so that's my take on it. And it's a vanity product. Uh, product means project. Sorry, and uh, it's a kind of ego trip for him. I, uh, uh, and uh, uh, I think he would pursue it. He is very much fascinated by Chinese large-scale infrastructure and uh, um, uh, Japanese uh, efficiency in technology. I believe he's fascinated by other things too, but yes. we'll deal with yes. those another time. But <laughs> come, <laughs> Manisha. What sort of a objectionable remark was that? No, I, I don't know, but uh, what... No, I don't think it's not a... It's a priority. Yeah? If you, I think fixing the current uh, system, the Indian railway system, would be more of a priority fixing the tracks. You've seen, like, again today there was a derailment, hmm. the last coach of the Rajdhani. And I think the pricing would be quite like, it will be for people like us, I think, right? Bullet train pricing and it will be dynamic. So I don't even know, like, I... 
Also, I mean, and people, people like, like us would have enough. Rupees. People like you, meaning who buy five thousand rupee worth of tickets to go and watch, to a, watch play. a play. People yeah. like us. Okay. Three thousand rupees. Three thousand rupees from Ahmedabad to Mumbai. So it's like an airplane bought well in advance. Yeah. Like so, yeah. So I guess we have enough options to travel fast. I don't know like who this will also serve. Speaking in terms of vanity of project, it is a vanity project. I mean, speed is that what we need right uh, now? No, uh, you know three things here. One is that a lot of halabalu that happened. एक दिन में एक चीज नहीं निपटाते हमेशा तीन चीजें में निपटाते हैं. क्या करूँ मेरा कुछ दिल्ली ऐसा है. You know, first thing when it happened last year, you know, then everyone said, "Oh my God, this is ridiculous, this and that." Without and Congress would never have done it. In fact, the uh, foundation or the thinking of behind this uh, Mumbai Ahmedabad corridor, whatever, was laid by UP. Uh, number two, I agree with Madhu that पैसे नहीं है हमारे पास. और ख्याल यू नो ख्याल हमारे हैं ये हिंदी वीक के लिए मैं थोड़ा सा हिंदी में बोला ख्याल हमारे हैं कि भाई बोले ट्रेन में जाएंगे ये करेंगे वो करेंगे यू हैव टू सेट द प्रायोरिटीज ओके नाउ द कॉस्ट पीपल हैव डन कॉस्ट बेनिफिट एनालिसिस जापान इज गिविंग अस अ वेरी लीनियंट लोन यू नो सो इट एक्चुअली प्रॉबेबली वर्कस आउट इन अवर फेवर right we are not spending that much on this bigger project otherwise you know unlike african mugabe would say okay you know three here is 3 billion dollars you come and make this for me you know it's not that uh, so i would say in terms of cost benefit analysis it probably veers towards our advantage because the cost is not ours the yeah well i mean little bit of cost is ours interest but interest matlab jitna yeah. matlab it's not it's not a disaster in that sense this will be under the railway ministry right right but Overseen the most important thing is that uh here here is where i disagree with uh, anand respectfully which is when he talks about doing vanity projects hmm. uh because of because you're a prime minister you can do it i think that is uh that is a thinking that can But bring I, I, i didn't support it i just yeah. said that it's a vanity it's an observation right. not an endorsement <laughs> yeah right hmm. um you see right now my worry only is ki modi ji ne kaha tha ki bhai 3 lakh crore hame demonetization se milenge वो सोचे ना सोचे मैं ये अपनी रात को नींद नींदें हराम कर रहा हूँ ये सोच के कि अब ये तीन लाख रुपए आएंगे कहाँ से मैं ये दिन राम कसम से मैं ये सोच रहा हूँ कि ये कहाँ से आएंगे अब ये बैंक में चला गया सारा पैसा वाइट हो गया है अब उसको वो कह रहे हैं 18 लाख अकाउंट ही हैं सो कॉन्स्टेंटली जब मोदी जी आपके जो आप हमारे प्रधान सेवक हैं और हम आपके क्या कहते हैं उनके ओवर लॉर्ड बॉस हैं हम आपके तो जब बॉस ये सोच रहा है कि भाई वो तीन लाख करोड़ जो आपने कहा था आएंगे वो पैसे हमारे देश में पैसे नहीं है हर चीज पे सेस लगा रहे हैं अभी पेट्रोल के प्राइसेस बढ़ा दिए इन्होंने हर चीज पे सेस लग रहा है जीएसटी यू नो एवरी द कॉस्ट आर गोइंग गोइंग अप एवरीथिंग इज गोइंग अप बिकॉज द गवर्नमेंट डजेंट हैव द मनी बिकॉज इट इज अ सोशलिस्ट गवर्नमेंट आज ही मनीषा बता रही थी कि राजस्थान में फार्मर्स का उन्होंने लोन माफ कर दिया यूपी में थर्टी फोर्टी करोड़ माफ कर दिया हर चीज में हजारों करोड़ ऐसे पैसा बांट रहे हैं स्टेट बैंक और वगैरह बैंक को फंड कर रहे हैं हर चीज में आप पैसा लुटा रहे हैं एयर इंडिया को प्राइवेटाइज नहीं प्राइवेटाइज नहीं कर रहे हैं तो ये पैसा आपको चाहिए तो आप हमें टैक्स कर रहे हैं ठीक है और दूसरी साइड पे आप तीन हजार करोड़ का शिवाजी का स्टैचू बना रहे हैं आप ढाई हजार करोड़ का पटेल का स्टैचू बना रहे हैं वो तो लोन नहीं है वो अपना पैसा है वो लोन नहीं है दिस इज वन इंपॉर्टेंट डिस्टिंक्शन एंटायर कॉस्ट फॉर द बुलेट ट्रेन इज अलमोस्ट इंटरेस्ट फ्री लोन पॉइंट लोन सो In that sense, I would tend to agree with you. Cost benefit analysis, ठीक है. खिलौना आपका अंकल खरीद के दे रहे हैं. Statues are totally unnecessary. But the statues yeah. are our money, so that is the bigger problem. 
and uh, you know speaking of vanity projects i just want to th- uh, point out that manmohan singh's vanity project was a nuclear deal and uh nahi nahi that the, was important i wouldn't say it was a vanity achha, no, here's the thing huh. all the data that was put ki 6 point which uh, again is not significant is it 6.5% of the national um bijli uh, utpad the demand will be met by nuclear hmm. but we have not even come one tenth of all the Wo data that was given out so and as time goes by it appears that we will never that will never become our primary source of energy so he all i'm saying is he bet his government on that but yet did not bet his government on things like you know bhopal or so many other issues that happened i just find that problematic but why do you think it was important no you know the, the whole point is if you're a pri- in fact i would say that was far and above the best decision any prime minister has taken in the last 20 years manmohan singh sure chalo you have it. to look 50 years ahead you know for example pani kahan se aayega bijli kahan se aayegi aap ye mat sochiye ki 5 saal mein kahan se aayega although we'll discuss this we have the world's largest thorium reserve we'll do, we need okay, let me plug in here something so to hear it from straight from the horse's mouth syam saran who was mm. the chief negotiator for indo us deal so we had an interview i asked him this question and he he was of opinion that it expanded india's diplomatic space so it, so it was not so much about uh, energy no it was and it brought down the nuclear wall and uh, uh, the perception about india in international community changed also we didn't have any new uh, nuclear plant there are various reasons which he has explained in his book also and he said that uh, we need uh, diversification of energy options and uh, the, uh, we can see its results in time to come so theek okay but is pe main ek puchna chahunga aap logon se agar ijazat ho bahut jaldi se ha according to me uh, manmohan singh ji ke teen great decisions one hmm. is nuclear deal hmm. the other was uh, or at least he started okay gst hmm. Hmm? the third was uh, you know uh, i have forgotten what narega. is narega narega aadhar uh, card yeah, uid no, no, i am saying great decisions okay aadhar modi ji ke aise kaun se teen great decisions hain aap bataiye main nahi bata sakta main disastrous decision bata sakta hu demonetization you're saying like policy wise like hardcore yeah, policy or programs by that i mean the legacy is that what is going to be modi's legacy he has continued when he announced <laughs> he's announced good things like the, like swachh bharat the announcement yeah. and swachh bharat intention is yeah. good yeah. the yeah. announcement and intention is good all right all that he's announced is good announcement the ujwala oh, has had good impact ujwala yeah. but then yeah. also various studies have suggested that the programs started in upa uh, period are running better now okay like uh, so, the wire piece uh, <gasps> are you quoting from the wire piece no. what about narega the recent indian express story on how narega is being killed slowly yeah okay this is from pallavi Hi team news laundry I'm Pallavi and I'm a proud subscriber I live abroad I don't want to reveal where and other things please why Pallavi are you are you fearful that we'll stalk Why you yeah anyway ye sare tamilians ki emails kyun aati hai Pallavi aap she could be Pallavi Sahgal acha aapne aise assume kar diya tamilian hai could be gujarati i know yeah. pallavi who's a gujarati pallavi isha she could be pallavi clinton matlab aise assume karte hai ranga sahab 
I'm yeah, Pallavi. I'm a proud subscriber. I live abroad. Don't know reveal where. I have been consuming your stuff since 2013 and became a subscriber when my Muft Khori posed a threat to my free consumption of Hafta. I was very happy to become a subscriber and will support you guys till you exist unless you really fuck up badly in future, especially with the intentions of your model. What I learned from online versions of news channels about the happenings in India make me really restless and angsty and I want to cry. As a critique of the media, your initiative is lovely, but since the past few weeks has sensed an acute pessimism and brazenness in Hafta, which makes me more restless and angsty. Really? Good English, Tamilian. <laughs> okay, uh, Ranga uncle says your English is very good, so you must be Tamilian. I I am not taking any position on that Pallavi but I think restlessness is good I'm very glad that but pessimism I can only look towards Anand Vardhan towards the pessimism because he he carries the aura of pessimism we all fucked we all dead let's all fuck off but and Ranga once in a while okay on how I think you can improve where you guys are totally fucking up what are the things I like about News Laundry on a later date but I cannot write two important things for now so right now she's talking about how we're fucking up the arrival of Anand Vardhan on the Hafta scene has been great. He has considerably increased the charm and depth to drab autocratic Hafta discussions where only Abhinandan and Madhu could shout and have their opinions. See, now your shouting is also appreciated, Mr. Vardhan. I think Pallavi is accusing you of shouting. But he's so soft-spoken. <laughs> okay, Vardhan is not, is not sure. Is that an insult or a compliment? If you lose him, I think I will lose faith in your intentions. No, we have no intention of losing Mr. Vardhan. Thank you, Pallavi. And... Um, uh, by the way, we are outshouted by Anand Vardhan, uh, Ranganathan more often, Madhu and I. Pallavi, I'll have you know. No, he what, just, whatever what happens, he suddenly says, you're all ganging up on me, you're all ganging up on <laughs> me. Abhinandan kindly... How many times have ganged up on me and okay. I don't give... Now, Pallavi says, Abhinandan kindly refrain from saying things like, I don't know much about feminism, women's issues, then can you please shut the fucking fuck up, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and talk about things you really know. <laughs> ना uh, and I believe engaging and talking about stuff and getting your ideas challenged make you make your ideas better, not shutting the fuck up. So that is my position. But thank you anyway for your advice. Much appreciated. And thank you for your mail. And most importantly, thank you for your subscription. For the pessimism and brazenness I feel has seeped into Hafta discussions. Understandably so, because the unbelievable, ghastly and gory incidents happening in our country. I have these words to offer you guys. Much love and all the best, Pallavi. Thanks, Pallo. Can I call you Pallo? Pallavi? No. Frustia. Tum kono thi bolne wali Manisha. Frustia o nahi mura, nervasa o nahi mura. Any time mood vako. Okay, this is a song from Gangs of Asipur. Pallo, tumari hi adar me. We will play this song at the end. यार ये पल्लू मत कहो इससे मुझे वो याद आ गया चांदनी चांदनी नहीं वो लम्हे ओ गॉड पल्लू सच आओ कभी हवेली पे टाइप परफॉर्म नो डूट पल्लू इज अ वेरी सीट तुम्हारा तुम्हारा डर्टी माइंड है द वे यू सेइंग इट इज सो लाइक अ पल्लू अरे हद हो गई ओके सॉरी पल्लवी सुश्री श्री पल्लवी श्री सुश्री मायावती पल्लवी सो एनीवे सो वी विल प्ले द सॉन्ग दैट पल्लू हैज सजेस्टेड पल्लवी हैज सजेस्टेड सो दैट we are not frustrated nahi and nervous nahi and become pessimistic thanks pallavi which is the song it's uh, you'll hear it at the end it's from gangs of wasipur it's a nice song yeah okay moving on um can we talk about the um ryan student's murder yeah 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 
So, pff, you know, I think I think there's something far more fishy about it that uh, needs to be investigated because two students killed in the same school. No, it's the same uh, chain, chain of schools, but it's not the same school. One, one was, was this one is in Gurgaon oh. branch. Okay, the other one happened here when the child fell into the manhole, uh, into the into open a tank, tank, into yeah. a water tank. So both uh, are iron, but they're not the same yeah. school. I think somehow it, the, the investigations, it's coming out to be too complex, complicated. There seems to be no straight answer. Today's papers again brought up other issues. The Mali is coming up with a different version. Um, what version is the Mali? The, 20, the, the bathroom was is only 20 meters from the classroom and nobody heard him shout or struggle. Everything seems like not plausible there's something the the pieces are not fitting together apparently it was a morning assembly time right so which is why yeah. no one would have heard him because everyone's in the whatever doing the morning or, assembly yeah, I mean I on, honestly on, as far as the murder case concerned I have nothing to you know offer but all I can say is that when I saw the video footage how it's been covered by television channels it is a fucking free for all man reporting was horrible. She was so hysterical. hysterical. Or if the location is sealed by the police, then you need police permission. The press fucking walks into anything. I'm just blown away by the coverage. And of course, the Times now and Republic fight over the father was mm. disgusting. And I just like to say, this is not the first time this happened. There is a documentary film that shows a camera from the other side outside the Talwar's residence when the Talwar's child had been killed, the Arushi, Arushi murder case. And you just see how those... Uh, reporters and cameramen are speaking to the parents of a dead child. It's so this I just happened during the Gajendra uh, Singh also, that farmer who committed suicide. When these crew people went to the house, they literally forced that girl to cry his daughter. There were uh, TV anchors in the studio and they who were just like poking her again and again, ki aapke pita ji last time kya kare the, kya pen. And she cried finally. And you could see that they, were, they just wanted her to cry because at that time you'd had that Ashutosh crying. Mm-hmm. So that had made a big deal. Here you had Anjana Kaum Kashyap in... I mean, there has to be some sort of sensitivity here. I get that it's a you news know, thing and I you have to... say as a, as a parent myself, and it was really a harrowing mm. uh, incident to, uh, <clears throat> to actually uh, see. But, um, you know, as far as the reporting goes in other countries, I think I know that uh, whenever such a tragedy happens, the police and the, the criminal system, Quite they enough. actually... Uh, no, not just talking about the forensics, I'm talking of, you know, when you... Uh, when the reporters are talking to the parents, you see, they they actually have a person. They associate him with the the, fam- the grieving family. So all the questions are addressed to that person. No, also BBC and from where, BBC like, and which all team the, does this person belong uh, to? American like the, police? Uh, the police, yeah, the police. Okay. You see, all so these news organizations. Actually, if you look in the NPR Ethics mm-hmm. Handbook for journalists, there is a full page on how to deal with these kind of situations and you're taught that you cannot be ab- uh, aggressive, you can't be, you can't ask questions. You're taught, you're, if, you, if you don't have it in you, you're taught sensitivity 
in your coverage. So, you know, it's uh, like the parent, for example, the father who came on, it was so, it was harrowing to see him even talk, believe me. And the same thing was when Arushi, you know, the mother gives an interview to, it's just... I don't know. Maybe you know, I'm made different. I, I I don't want to see grieving parents show their ire and you know show their whatever mm. emotions on television. It's just very odd and very striking, and it's happening more and more. And when it happens more and more, there is some desensitization that happens. Mm that people kind of expect the the grieving parent to you know shout and say oh my god mm-hmm. this is you know and this in fact this was brought out in this uh, abhorring and appalling video uh, the clip of you know uh, republic, republic and republic in time yeah, but so you know the parents disgusting. also since jessica lal's murder the parents also rely on the media to keep the issue alive because otherwise they won't get justice otherwise they won't get justice so they have to take this shit it makes it doubly sad they know that they have to take this nonsense in order to keep to get justice yeah because if the media doesn't it just ignores it it's a problem Mm. it's just a terrible thing okay i am not going into the media reporting but Mm. uh, the discourse around it uh, Mm. so there was a girl in this case there is there are doubts about sexual abuse but a day after a girl was raped Raped, in a school in gandhinagar in delhi uh, and uh, there was no du- there is no doubt the pune has been arrested and that's it. now the discourse around this was the like uh, it was also feeding into this urban middle class uh, uh, disgust against corporate schools which sometimes extends to corporate hospitals also now the assumption is that if i am paying for it I should be guarded against human depravity. That is uh, moral corruption, sexual uh, uh, corruption of uh, staff and this. Uh, it's a dangerous logic because it rules out uh, regularity with which such incidents happen in government, government schools. schools. Government schools. In a in uh, district towns in uh, India, there are some government schools like uh, very colonial era schools, PWD schools or this, who, which have hostels, uh, boys' hostels, and uh, students are regularly sodomized. Oh my God. And, uh, and that never uh, comes to newspapers. Some, and they don't, uh, uh, I mean, muster enough courage to do so. So uh, all this uh, has been happening, and uh, and you see, I I didn't go to any English medium school. I am I went to a Hindi medium school in uh, wherever my father was transferred in small towns in Bihar. So uh, and uh, these things are very common, but uh, mm. this assumption that I have paid, th- they take this much fee, no CCTV. This this is an argument which is given for preventing policing. That this is Rajdhani train. How can robbery pl- take place here? As opposed uh, as to if, the Jammu Tavi. Uh, yes. So I think that it, is an so, yeah. sec. Yeah. Yes. Mm. No, I mean what I mean mm. to say is I, I think. Uh, and I'll give you an example. You see, there was, there was a case, I think, one year ago or one and a half years ago when an employee in America, he took a gun, he went to his uh, company and he shot about 10, 12 people. I can't remember where it happened because mm. it's so common it happens in America. Mm. And 
there was uh, you know so i immediately asked my relative that uh, what are the steps your company is going to take and the company is based in gurgaon you see the point is we are not proactive we are not even reactive so a simple thing to actually do is to have a metal detector threshold to kind of spot if somebody a disgruntled employee and there are so many nowadays taking a gun or taking a, a gun inside sure. why can't you do that so i humbly disagree with anand when he says that when you pay money you are paying money for good services that is why you're putting your kid award into a good school right you expect cctv cameras there to stop the depravity it's not that you don't believe that depravity wouldn't happen that people well, are I, not sexual predators or not but if there is a deterrent if there are enough deterrents then at least you feel comfortable sure but that I, your well, what i'm saying is that they are not lesser children just because they are rich sure. what i am saying is that this discourse of targeting only corporate schools and this that they are money uh, minting machines and this hmm. uh, the d- discourse should be wider but so, yeah but uh, i i agree with you but i again this is i think also the disagreement we have on the case of gauri lankesh i think there's an inevitability to it it is not it is it is something that is uniform across the coverage of anything whether it's a child's death it's not as one death is more worthy than another death or what i think as an inevitability to an english media that is catering to an english audience that is feeding off twitter trends it is an ecosystem within itself and therefore it only f- serves itself and it is at least from the way i see it it is it is not right or wrong it is inevitable it is like gravity that is how it will be uh, but you know before we move also, on also one hmm. thing uh, to add that uh, even popular culture has not uh, or even uh, say writing i think uh, uh, in 90s uh, rajkamal jha the uh, editor in chief of uh, indian express came up with blue bread spread which has theme of this child sex abuse hmm. uh, in 2000 uh, pinky virani bitter chocolates so uh, pinky virani a writer yeah, 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 and she uh, came up with bitter chocolates and in popular uh, hindi cinema i think uh, child sex abuse one monsoon bathing 2001 hmm. and then then we see that uh, after long time in highway imtiaz hmm. ali is hmm. in 2014 i think so god uh, of small uh, things also had hmm? god of small things also had ha it also had hmm. uh, but is uh, a cinema uh, what i'm saying that it's a very uh, very Uh, common issue but it its reflection in popular culture even in um, literary writing is very less that's a very important point that's true that's why i i you know i applaud barkha remember your interview with her uh, uh, madhu when she came up with this book when she talks about the sexual abuse that she had to go through no mm. and also so, you know, one point people should come out and talk more amir khan came in you know so i immediately told our kid that you know these are the four things that amir uncle has said what did amir khan do sorry yeah he did a little demo to yeah, tell children de- what is good touch bad touch yes good touch bad touch parent anand would you want uh, like ha- times now republic has been running this hashtag like jail Ryan Pinto, I think his name hmm. is the guy who had. Hmm. Would you want the school authorities to be? Uh, well, to if, be, if I mean, should an FIR be slapped on them? I mean, I. Or the principal. It's to do with the law, but if they have, you know, if they have been found derelict in the duty, uh, and if the parents had, uh, you know, earlier, for example, demanded adequate security arrangements and things of that sort, and they weren't carried out, they the, did. They did. Well, they then obviously they should written. be. Yeah, and in fact, some channel or the other, they actually took. parents 
parents formed a committee. I don't know whether it was Republic or Times now. They actually went inside the school. And this was the, I think, the Vasant Kun school where the kid had actually fallen in the tank. Septic tank. And they showed three or four tanks with the lid still open. Mm. So if you, if the principal, you know, if this is happening right now, after a year after the incident happened, absolutely. I mean, sure. the school is to blame. Okay. Um, our next email. And also there is this element that a lot of, and I've heard this discussion amongst young mothers about being extremely protective of young girls, little girls. But they're not that, by instinct, not that protective of little boys. So uh, very often uh, uh, mothers are careful that a little girl is not left with a male servant. But they're willing to leave a little boy with a male servant. And I think that kind of thing has to change, that you have to be as careful and as protective of your little boys as you are with your girls. Hmm. Anyway, but I, before we move on from this subject, I would again like to shine the spotlight to how the media behaved. Disgusting, sickening. Guys, just have a look at yourselves. Now, but I, I like to add one thing. You see, the, I mean, I saw that clip and like everyone else, one was absolutely appalled by that. Now, that can happen in any channel. You can have a reporter who's very gung-ho, who's kind of, you know, and oh, let me do this, let me, you know, kind of go get a kind of a thing. So that can happen. The point is that Republic has not apologized. That's the point. Okay, so, you know, if some reporter out of 200 reporters that you have... They won't apologize. They'll always stand by... That is sickening. That tells you that the problem, they are not addressing the problem. So it's not the reporter... It's like the uncovered manhole. You you don't want to to address it. Also, it's not on the list. Bobby Ghosh from HT is gone. We we should just give up a few... Rumor mongering here also. (laughs) I have no idea about this. So this uh, letter doesn't say hi, hello, thank you. Are just talking says, about the good things that have happened in the week? Hope, okay. hope you are doing well. I've been listening for some time now and have written a few times under different names. It's usually fun to see how responses and tonality change when we know the identity. Achha, mm, you're trying to so fuck with our head. With us, Kya, Achha. Achha. J. It just says J. Okay. Anyway, for this Tamilian. <laughs> anyway, for this letter, please do not give my name to anyone, including the panel. I will try to put bullet points. However, note that all points can be letters unto themselves. Anand V and Anand R, Goebbels and Heisenberg of NL and Modern Times. I say <laughs> this one. as extreme examples of what they'll become should India become Reich. Reich? Kya kehte? Reich? Reich. Oh. Reich. No <laughs> offense, we can have a coffee. Hello, it's a Reich. He says, no Already. offense, we can have a coffee. Hmm. If he's coffee, then must probably right. South Indian. Otherwise, you'd have said How chai. has he spelled coffee? K-A-U-P-H-I? No, then, it's, okay. it's coffee-fe. <laughs> it's Trump. Oh my God. Coffee people, no. So you're going to have coffee-fe, so okay. that means he's based in Delhi. Okay. Respect, A-V, I guess that means Anand Vardhan's. Calm, tone and measured responses and staying on course a topic. All others can learn a thing or two. His knowledge is deep about topics and perhaps the only one who comes prepared for discussions. No, he doesn't come prepared. It's all in his head. He's A-V. a walking encyclopedia. Have you ever thought of going to Karolpati Khan? He'd win. He'd win. But you have the revenue miles to come here. He should. He'll make it. Okay, let's talk about Jay's email. Why don't you do it? His knowledge is deep about topics and perhaps the only one who comes prepared to discussions. A.V. Anandvardhan uses this to justify, provide a slant and give a nudge to anything and everything that the right wing spews. Anandvardhan can justify anything and by his yardstick, an average person is definitely not concerned about democracy. So we should all just give up our rights to his friends, RSS. And great leader, I suppose. <laughs> great letter. <laughs> then, and these are all bullet points, by the way. It's not like letter format. Anand Ranganathan should listen to how he sounds and behaves when countered. E.g., quoting TOI in India today is akin to referencing Wikipedia in a paper. 
<laughs> you all practically agree on it. Yet, AR was riled up when Atul pointed out his views based on fake news which AR was defending on a recent podcast. His defense, where do you get your newspapers? Where do you get news from? Papers. Yes, but why didn't he play devil's advocate with the news to check other websites just a click away? Shoddy homework is no justification and definitely not an excuse to get angry. AR, that's Anand Ranganathan, was indulged unnecessarily in another podcast when the entire panel apologized to him as he played the victim card. I and take saying, back my apology. <laughs> I agree. You play the victim card, we all get others. Irrational louts, you know, <laughs> gang up on a rational, lovely, gentle Tamilian. What else with each other. I remove my apology <laughs> this bichari, instant. Bichari, you don't deserve it. Bichara ya bichari jay ki email to khatam hone do. Apologized to him and played the victim, uh, saying others pounced on him, yet it took him seconds to ascribe insinuation on Sekri by implying as if out of personal grudge, AS doesn't call AV, our resident Goebbels, for discussions. AR, AS, please. AS, <laughs> Abhinandan Sekri, huh. AV is Anand Vardhan, AR is Anand Ranganathan. We have too many A's. So, so he is, he is, he is he, uh, AV is Heisenberg. No, Goebbels. No, he's Goebbels. You are, you, I am Heisenberg. You implied. And you are Goara. You insinuation. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> Goara. Okay, then you all must have watched Hitler, a career. And Chal if not, hai. please do it. And it will give a feeling of deja vu. J, it's J. That's It's not surprising that our great leader chose 9th November, the day of failed push for his failed demonetization. Push kya hota hai? Push. It's like a German P-U-S-T. So that's the day Hitler failed his push. It's a kind of purge. Mm. Okay. Then he says, there's a saying for people who play devil's advocate. It's called, if I cannot enrich a discussion, I'll confound everyone. Please learn from Manisha the art of keeping a mouth shut when you cannot add value. <laughs> Chalo. I, I, don't know this guy. I don't know whether this guy or girl is giving compliments or insults. I am confounded. <laughs> AR and AV, if you offended by that stretched analogy, it's because of the times we are living in. I apologize as the aim of the aim was to make a point, not attribute their deeds. I hear loose talk at parties and gatherings where educated people talk about killing few like Muslims to satiate pentapanger in Hindus, where the well-fed and entitled talk about doing something about the poor as they're giving a bad name for the country. You'll be surprised, but some justify it using rather tweaking out of context your line of arguing most don't understand nuance nuances and context so it's up to people such as you both to ensure that fodder you're providing to this bloodlusting lot waiting take india ahead i hope jay doesn't stand for jnu <laughs> Judge, judging by the email AS AS please invest in the app so that comments can be written as unlikely many will go to a website to do so I have rarely seen any retweets or likes from your newsletter account where subscribers have posted your stories if you don't believe in yourself after a point how much can we okay well we are making a new app and you can write comments in that app ouch <laughs> that finally AS please refrain from running down your panel certainly some of the people who write are well articulated males but surely not all are better than your panel and even the good ones are one-off cases okay jay i will not run down my panel i'll leave that <laughs> to you <laughs> but thank you for that email it was most entertaining and fun before i move on would as uh, sorry av and ar have anything to react before we move on no i mean this seems like not the night but the the night of the long knives so this seems like the night of the long knives Okay, so on that note also, before we move on, there's just one quick email. I, I will not read your full mail, yeah, Chandra Molly. Uh, please, uh, if you don't mind, you're 25. Tamilian? You, Chandra Molly, probably. Yeah, you're... No, he's... Telugu, <laughs> no? But, but Chandra Molly is from Gujarat. 
सिविल सर्विस एस्पिरेंट मिस्टर चंद्रमौली हैज अ फ्यू पॉइंट्स टू मेक अबाउट रघुराम राजन इंटरव्यूज वे ही सेज दे वैथेटिक एंड हाउ राजदीप वॉज सकिंग अप टू हिम एंड हाउ सिनिकल इट वॉज अ नॉट वन ऑफ द मास्ट द क्वेश्चन दट मधु हैड पुट दट वाई यू टॉकिंग नाउ एंड यू डेंट टॉक अर्लियर ही सेज एंड ऑल्सो ही सेज इट्स डिस्गस्टिंग ऑल्सो हाउ पीपल हैव हाईजैक्ट द इशू ऑफ गौरी लंकेश इज ग्रूस मर्डर टू मेक इट अ प्लेटफॉर्म टू अकोमोडेट देर पर्सनल रैंड्स एंड ग्रीवेंसेज दैन ही ऑल्सो गोज ऑन टू से दैट लव यू गाइज एंड प्लीज मेक सच अमेजिंग शो एंड आई विल परस्यूड and also he says i take rang uncle's data and lick tweet on journalism death toll and reaction and he really likes that although i completely disagree with him in fact a lot all of the people on the left have to disagree with that I find what? it very strange on on what on that data but anyway hmm. no, no but but you know i asked you i anan, hmm. i must ask you that you make these charts about people who have not tweeted on certain issues mm-hmm. i think there it's a very a weak strange position to take that if you have not tweeted on something you don't feel about it because there are many issues for which i feel very strongly about but i won't tweet because sometimes i feel the issue is too big for a silly tweet that how does my silly tweet contribute to something that is so devastating that's one point secondly sometimes people are working round the clock and they don't have time to tweet and they're not on twitter they have another life other than twitter third they may be traveling and they don't have access to this so for you to judge people according to the number of tweets they made on particular issues is a completely erroneous survey as surveys go Should but I no but when you say to that or all sorry yeah go no, for it no no need okay. <laughs> go go for it carry on no need carry on just one quick thing he says for anyone interested the same rajmouli says anyone interested in geopolitics with a few anecdotes a book named prisoners of geography by tim marshall and a youtube channel on the same caspian report Thank you for your recommendations Rajmouli and thank you for uh, on behalf of the Anans for your good wishes and compliments. Yes, so what should you want to talk about now? Do we want to talk about HT and Bobby Ghosh? I know nothing about it so I cannot talk. Or do you want to talk because I have a lot to say about the Rohingya issue because I spent all week basically consuming most content on that issue but Anand tell me what no, you think. I I, I suspected this woman from the minute she came out of jail uh, out of that house arrest she had i had always said what has she done other than go and meet leaders around the world with flowers in her hair what has she achieved nothing and she got a nobel prize for what i questioned it then hmm. you give a nobel prize if a person has worked towards something so nobel prize has been questioned Obama many times when people like kissinger and all these people got it but honestly she got it too soon but what did she do? obama got it for obama nothing he is just a what goal piece did he do i think very controversial for his speech he should so then i guess we're going with myanmar yeah I'm yeah let's go with myanmar yeah. i think i think when she got the nobel prize it was like you know mandela right it she was a symbol of resistance to uh, you can say uh, dictatorship in Now fact it was the junta she's a symbol of what to resist to and Ooh. i remember 2 years ago when articles they were really lauding her in fact karan thapar who's written an article today blasting her was uh, you know yeah, she blasting her yeah okay. in her, in his karan own thapar way karan thapar in hindustan times yeah uh, indian express indian express and he was the one who was saying that oh what a wonderful woman she was and you know 2 years ago when during that time no indian journalist was criticizing her when she had actually disenfranchised a lot of muslims when the elections were going on and i was tweeting in fact independent in the guardian were writing that what the hell is going on you know because you are going to share power and you just want to come to the uh, to the national stage and you Green will started then right you know so maybe the the quote unquote liberals in india and the uh, uh, you know the fibrils they were waiting for her to take power and see what she does so they were completely silent 
when she had already begun to overlook a large chunk of which was uh, uh, the muslims of myanmar as far as and now the worst fears are coming now, true now now the fears are coming true and now what she is saying is that look the state the law and order is not under me right because and still speak up where we heard that before so <laughs> yeah, so what that is what she's saying now that is a painful defense it is it is a fact but at the same time you resign then if you hold true to your values of saying that look i'm going to fight for all my people and you say that look i'm sorry but you know all the atrocities that the the junta is still committing i'm it is out of my control then what the hell are you doing there sharing right. power Right. right so uh, um manisha would you like to cuz we discussed mm. it with kanchanda last time and there's an email actually correcting uh, two or three errors we made last time i'll come to that at the end of the podcast but yeah and i don't have much to say but i do have oh, a lot manisha, of recommendations to be Times made now's uh, thing yesterday expose where uh, i didn't see that what on myanmar yeah. so they're saying that mm-hmm. sorry on, on myanmar? myanmar yeah on rohingya hmm. so what they they got some uh, info that the leaders of the rohingya refugees who are based in jammu are having a contact with let and oh yeah yeah i saw that which is actually now whether i don't know whether it's rip- true or not no, but, but it seems uh, you know a hell of a coincidence that suddenly you know indian government is to decide on whether those 40000 should remain or not and suddenly this thing no i think it's very pops up madhu has pointed this out and we should be working on a story that how republic's exposes are all to do with no, this is times now this times, times now, now or republic times now's exposes and the, the two you know who are competing are to do with either documents or recordings that only the ib or some outfit can have and suddenly but i know you what you talking about sometimes have. like the army whatsapp groups like so many times you see it on the army Now, whatsapp you see the trick you is you can't deny it because it's the uh, intelligence you can say from the army that's coming intelligence bureau so either you say well i don't believe that uh, and uh, but you should become be- educated that everything from these two channels are plants from the government and then the next day so many times it's happened the the, the story is uh, run and is brought up in parliament the next day yeah, the, it's brought up it's in parliament the next day all the ministers will lord it all the bjp ministers will talk about the republic story it's it's i'm sorry it's total gobbles madhu the thing is you see if the government has said something then because we know we are a cynical lot correctly so we can say it's a government plant hai point is when the army says something the ib you know intelligence says something then it's like you but bit circumspect in saying but that's also government well, i mean the leak comes from the government but mr vardhan do you have something to say before i just yeah go rohingyas ahead. yeah yeah the okay. rohingya issue also okay. about the indian government now saying they will give aid they will provide aid to the tune of sorry and go ahead i'll just find out and what a lovely story the kalsai was the sikhs there uh, hmm. langar tending They're to out the there refugees, making a langar yeah. 35000 meals per day guru ka langar yeah, amazing at, yeah hmm. hmm. no you see there is something called resendiyatath hmm. that is rational of the state now india can look at it from you talk about raison d'etre mm. uh, okay. so i'm reason of the state not the state it's a reason being it's a ra- rational of the state the rationale the, re- the real reasoning reasoning real reasoning, okay. reasoning behind something okay. reasoning of the state okay so india can look at it from the point of human compassion but there are two other prisms to look at it also first is diplomacy mr modi in his a uh, recent visit to Myanmar committed India to safeguarding the territorial integrity of Myanmar mm. and Rohingyas are leading a separatist movement in Rakhinein mm. so that's obviously a danger to the territorial integrity of Burma so that's India's diplomatic commitment 
that is being less talked about in this discourse right in fact until i heard this podcast i was not even aware that there is an outfit called the rohingya it's basically a terrorist yes. outfit which carries out yes. however i just think represent all rohingyas is i am coming to the next point mm, no but you said all rohingyas I, we should make that distinction it's very important i said uh, separatist movement like. the rohingyas are running uh-huh. not all of the rohingyas so there's a one outfit a kashmir okay second is that uh, we have to go back to the nature of uh, that insurgency which uh, goes back to 1943 and 4 when the british armed the rohingyas of the region to run a guerrilla warfare against the occupying japanese yes now that what it led to is that instead of tackling japanese rohingyas turned against the buddhists there and in 1947 when the partition of india was done they wanted to align themselves with east pakistan so that attracted um, a kind of disloyalty charge against them and started a kind of low intensity civil war in which muslims of the region were seen as somehow non citizens non citizens now from 1980s onwards it acquired a, an islamist tinge and at the center of islamic uh, islamist leadership of uh, the separatist movement is a group called uh, harka al yakin h a y they call themselves and uh, the international conflict group in 2016 has submitted a report that they are controlled by 20 people who run this organization from makkah and madina and their cadre is trained in afghanistan and pakistan they are also funded from west asia even some parts of india now 2012 mumbai violence august 2012 uh, mumbai violence the trigger was ro- this crisis ro- rohingya crisis so in light of all this also one has to see that 40000 of them are it are rough estimate are in india 20000 have opted to settle in say jammu and ladakh but not kashmir valley hmm. and uh, jammu and ladakh are far away from the myanmar border so it is definitely sorry Alan, what do you mean opted to they have not been sent there it was they were given a choice no means they as asked as as so. i mean once they have drifted into the country they have kind of gravitated there they could have gone anywhere right they could really have yeah I you mean, mean the indian government yes. did not take them there put them there they've not, just drifted well, i find that astonishing are no, there camps there or i i mean actually i don't they, know they have what i know that they have moved in groups to the that part without government supervision yeah because i'm I aware so no once you're in the no, country no, because i'm aware that there you. was a piece where they spoke about how they even passed through delhi you know on the outskirts of delhi so it wasn't like the government didn't come and put them on the outskirts of west delhi they you know came on their own and from them they moved beyond but sorry i don't i just had one quick point to make yes, ah, yes, go yes, ahead yes. go ahead so you know um i what i am saying that it's can be a, a national security headache in times to come we have to weigh in that also right i just find on this myanmar issue because on most uh, debates you know things are so polarized between you know the conservative or the liberal or the pro muslim or the anti muslim or whatever it is appeasement versus demonization you see there are few facts and all of them are facts also one of the things i would uh, suggest is there's a podcast if you subscribe to the time magazine podcast myanmar stands accused of ethnic cleansing here's why now the thing is is there this in fact this outfit that um, anand just spoke about 
it's uh, called the harqa al yaqeen harqa al yaqeen and they have carried out some pretty horrible and there are enough pieces on this in this western media if you don't believe you know the media here on the kind of attacks they've carried out and also there have been documented cases where they have only set fire also to habitation rohingyas to initiate some sort of a unrest yeah now that is fact 1 now these facts aren't mutually exclusive fact 2 there is video evidence where the burmese army is setting fire and killing these guys that is also BBC fact bbc has a recent piece on yes that is also fact now while please say ye ho raha hai ye ye nahi ye nahi ho raha wo ho raha hai nahi boss dono cheeze ho rahi hain and but the most important thing being the un has come down really heavily on them and if you hear this podcast i was reminded of a documentary film i saw on the rwandan genocide nowhere has the secretary general or even the guy below him who has come down really heavily on burma have they used the word genocide but she's not going to the un general yes she's not going year. because she says there's some the i'm very busy now the thing yeah, is right. really yeah on yeah. is not going she's no she's, she's go. refused to go because the first subject on this in the security council is myanmar now the thing is the un Kya was bolegi? set up Not as a horrible. response to genocide that we will never let it happen again never again so the moment they use the word genocide in any charter because the part of their charter is to prevent genocide they are obliged to act as being the united that's why you exist which is why in the rwandan genocide and this is clinton you know for all the good press he gets i wasn't aware of this till i saw that documentary it was made by a half french half rwandan filmmaker he has the most ghastly footage you know you know how the clashes there were the word genocide was there in the draft of the resolution we passed it was struck off because the lawyers said if you use that word then we have to act you cannot use the word genocide in a un security council statement and then not act so they removed genocide and replaced it by gosh so you legitimized no action you because you they didn't want to act at the time it wasn't good politics and also if i may no. not be you know i'm and not mistaken he was trying to appease turkey at that <laughs> point of time which was an ally nato ally and this armenian genocide you know the turks so they didn't use the word genocide yeah, there so, so the point is here also what is happening is genocide let's not be shy to use that word and should india take them in maybe there's a security hazard and maybe there's a legitimate completely you know fair non communal way of making that case but at the same time not to condemn it is also appeasing a certain vote bank when there is a genocide happening in your backyard and the two or three errors that we made last time which have been pointed out from by ayush was that of the 18 8000 afghan refugees in india close to 88% are hindu or sikh faith whereas we apparently said that uh, most of them muslim he's given a link to a unhrc report and he says it's been government policy since indira gandhi time to restrict refugee acceptance to minority faiths which has thus overlooked muslim minority sects and he's given a link to that as well so you can read ayush's mail he's pointed two or three uh, errors that we made thank you ayush but i just ah so that makes sense but, why are we so lenient with afghan see, refugees oh, uh, there is a diplomatic angle to it also myanmar is very important for india's counter terrorist operations and it is not the first time that india has been accused no india has been accused of not condemning myanmar government uh, the famous statement that hillary clinton made as secretary of state that uh, with great power comes great responsibility mm. was uh, be- uh, in context of india's failure to condemn the military dictatorship in Bur- in myanmar uh, and that w- i think uh, f- four five years back so india has been very very means uh, careful about its uh, what it 
हाउ इट्स हाउ इट हैंडल्स म्यामा इट इज वेरी रिलेक्टेंट टू एनॉय म्यामा गवर्नमेंट वेदर इट्स अ डेमोक्रेटिकली इलेक्टेड गवर्नमेंट और अ मिलिट्री डिक्टेटरशिप ओके ऑल्सो आयुष सेज एट वन पॉइंट दादा वॉज हेयर लास्ट हफ्ता कंचंदा एंड इज दैट दादा स्टेट दैट इंडिया हैज़ अनफ प्रॉब्लम ऑफ इट्स ओन एंड डज नॉट नीड टू एक्सेप्ट एनी मोर रेफ्यूजीज और इंटरफेयर इन द फेयर वन अदर कंट्री येस द लाई लामा और हिज ऑफिस डज नॉट मेक एनी पोलिटिकल स्टेट्स इन इंडिया बट हिज इंटरव्यू जॉन ऑलिव एंड ट्रिप्स टू अरुणाचल प्रदेश स्मैक ऑफ पोलिटाइजेशन सो द गवर्मेंट बेंड्स दिस नॉन पोलिटिकल एंगल वेन एवर इट प्लेज टू इट्स परसिव बेनिफिट द एक्सपल्शन ऑफ तस्लीम नसरीन फ्रॉम कोलकाता वॉज लेस टू डू विद मेकिंग पोलिटिकल स्टेट एंड मॉट टू डू द प्रेशर फ्रॉम वेस्ट बंगाल एलिट्स ऑल ऑफ of all places for writing a goddamn book and failing to side with her against the muslim clerics in india being for her blood whether anti-sedition law or congress i wonder so you can read ayush's email uh, who has given a lot of links to unhrc conventions relating to the status of refugees and he also says that while mrs trehan and dada might argue that customary international law means as much to them as the kachhas rss wears the fact of the matter that such customs are the bedrock of international law and diplomacy what he's saying is that even if we weren't signatories to the 1967 unhrc convention related to status of refugee protocol once 145 nations have signed on it's become international law you are bound to accept that just like madhu the parallel gives is you're bound to accept the national anthem even if you don't agree to it So, yeah, I mean, the same can be said of NPT, right? Non-proliferation treaty. Uh, Now, India is not a signatory to it. Does that mean that we proliferate? Karing? So, he has a point. Hmm. You can't just violate what is considered to be a law just right. because you have not signed up to it. And this is, uh, you know, this is humanity. You can't. But I, oh, at the same time, I am sorry. I am kind of disturbed by you know what the news is that Rohingyas came. and without government uh, you know they taking Jammu. them they just uh, free for all they just reached there i think a that's i would say that poses a security risk and b i mean destitute refugees who've come who've you know saved their lives they sh- there should be proper camps proper facilities you know they should not be asked to just fend for themselves ki aap desh mein aaye aur ghum rahe hain aise you know i mean that's i'm i'm amazed actually Yeah, but the ones in Delhi, I mean, you've seen video footage of them here. It's, it's not; they're not being supervised or anything. They're free to go where they want. I mean, it's amazing. So, uh, but do read Ayush's email. It's really long. Sorry, Ayush, I can't read the whole thing. But it's packed with facts and data, and uh, he has uh, quoted many of the UN documents to make his point. And thank you for that, Ayush. And before we move on to the next one, quick, I had to because I got another email. Anand, this is regarding uh, what you had said the last time. So, Aksana, uh, Anand isn't entirely wrong. He's half right. She said that you had said someone a Twitter handle called Comrade Nambiar. Mm-hmm. routinely posts images of slain rss people saying that they should be killed and he is also followed by others so she says we are spreading misinformation and it should be corrected and because we take this very seriously in hafta i went through comrade nambiar's entire timeline thanks anand mm-hmm. next time you do this i'll just forward it to you comrade nambiar has put a video of a cop beating up a gorakshak and said yes that's how they should be treated so he's advocating them being beaten up fine it's by cops but it's still a gorakshak is being beaten up by cops says that's how we treat them in tamil nadu and there is one meme of bruce lee which says when it's a sanghi go for the head cause they don't use it i mean it's a half jest half bruce lee kind of 
Kung Fu meme. So, Anand, on your behalf, I've just said, but it is not. But it's not that there was no advocating violence. No, That's no, all here, I'm saying. See, this, there is a history to it, and it's just not. You don't get the full picture by just going through his present timeline. No, no, I've gone from the time he joined Twitter. No, Ura. he he was actually suspended. All oh, right. I see. Okay. Now he's come back again with a different name, handle, or whatever like that. And if you look at, if you do Google search and of his previous search, so then it's on his present posted, Twitter. He's the same guy. Earlier he was called some Soviet Nambiar, now he's Nambiar, whatever. Whatever hmm. the thing is, I'm saying. So but is there, there is ample evidence of him. He has, if you just do Google search of, you know, or Twitter search, you will find him posting images of slain, gory RSS uh, workers decapitated and all that stuff. Okay. And I've saying, just gone to over and his present timeline. Said, yeah, but, you know, yeah. so, so whatever no, this lady or who is hmm. saying is, hmm. is actually not right. Okay. So now, moving on to HT. We have a story going on, Mr. Bobby Ghosh, Ghosh's resignation. Yes. What do your sources tell you, Khufia Manisha? <laughs> It's almost like a moniker, good name. Okay, so you can say read our story? Yeah, we should read our story. Of course, like in such cases, uh, he didn't leave for personal reasons, that's for sure. He was okay. asked to step down. Mm-hmm. And as it is in such stories, no one really wants to speak on record. But it seems that it had to do with some of his tweets... A perception that he's anti-BJP. And uh, HT was at least summoned for... The Parliament uh, Lok Sabha Privilege Committee summoned them for an erroneous story that they did. Hmm. So it's a combination of things, but it's not it's not as simple as him stepping down for personal reasons. Though I don't think the paper was particularly anti-establishment under him. It was pretty like... I think HT's... I think was, HT's always been a safe player. Yeah, and very insipid. I, don't, I think apart from like, uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about series that got everyone talking. Apart from the hate tracker that got everyone talking. It's a pretty ordinary stint, I'd say. For the kind of money he makes. I would say... <laughs> no, Indian Express is far more anti-establishment. Yeah. I'd say that they're... Establishment than hmm. Hindustan Times plays a very sl- but always safe role. In an, yeah. any government, they so always... I wouldn't go with this. I that think the difference is maybe that Indian Express just reports. Like its front page is just reports. There's no adjective. There's rarely... Yeah, would but you the find choice a of stories and yeah. the angle always shows that it's anti-establishment. It's, uh, it doesn't yeah. follow the BJP line yeah. at all. And Hindustan Times is a very careful paper and their policies are always carefully crafted. So I don't see that element of that he was, uh, they were pressured to get rid of him because of the B- anti-BJP because then Rajkamal Jha should, should be no, the first Rajkamal one to Rajkamal Jha is extremely low profile. You will never see him tweet on Twitter or take on Modi. Oh or yeah, take but on he took on Modi live. No, but that was his speech. He made, but, it, he made but, his but point. But that also has to do with the organization, right? How, how much an organization is, can be yeah, pushed on and, and some organizations can be, be pushed like, on, yeah. some can't be pushed on. Absolutely, the organization... Indian Express has stood by their journalists. Exactly. They have but also I'd say that Bobby Hush, in if you look at the big four newspapers, he does make his positions really clear on Twitter. He will make fun of the BJP, he'll make fun of the RSS. Other editors I've seen are usually low profile on Twitter. They yeah, but a lot really of people who one speaks to, they say, are confirmed, so you can never believe everything. So I will also not talk about specifics of you know, who said what, but... Yes, what I have been told is consistent with what you have, that it is giving into pressure. But anyway, hopefully we can do a long story on also, it. Also, sometimes I think it's also business decisions. HT hasn't really done well over the past quarter. And their, they have many their print revenues have gone down. Depending yeah. on government. The summit, you don't want to. They also exactly. have a summit. So you don't want to well. piss people. I would say quite possibly, although I might, I mean, this is hazarding a guess, quite possibly the most blatantly biased anti-Hindu I'm using this with all the care at my command. Editor in India in the last 20 to 30 years has been Bobby Ghosh. He has been, I would say, to his profession, a disgrace. 
I have a running thread on how blatantly biased and prejudiced he is. Just today, for example, I mean, just to give you as the hate tracker is just one. Let's talk about trolls where he talks about only the people who've been trolled by the right wing, ignores the right wing who have been trolled by the left wing. The hate tracker that is blatantly biased talks about only attacks on, on Muslims. And just today, for example, he has uh, retweeted and he's okayed a story in HT that gathered so much speed and steam for better part of six hours uh, since morning, which is that no one killed Pehlu Khan. All right. Now, even that same story has this thing that nine people are still. I've seen the story. The There's, case continues. Seven. So you're six blatantly misleading headline. So he is a peddler of bias and hate. This is what my opinion is. So then maybe it wasn't pressure from anyone. Maybe it was just a management decision that he's gone too far. That can also happen. I, I don't know how these things function, Madhu. But no, if say hmm. you were the owner and you saw your editor it, uh, doing uh, this and your position one sec, and your position is what it is today and you owned Hindustan Times, your reaction then would be that I do not want an editor who is so far left that is yeah. doing this kind of thing. So you can't say that there was pressure unless we know there was pressure because maybe it was just a genuine reaction that we don't want this policy. But yeah. that, it's a question of who to believe. I mean, yeah. I can the funny thing is, yeah. I mean, HT has been, giving, uh, has been getting so much, in fact, if not more, uh, government advertising money. So I don't know how as it... As much as I anyone think, else. As much as anyone not, else. It's not, not like... As well, and HT has always been known as a pro-Congress paper for... for I think it's pro-government. It's pro-government. When I it think was it Congress, shifts. Congress, it's very, it has it, no it spine. Shifts. Like Times of India. Huh. But Pardhan sahab, he would put yes, that program to shame. Please. That was what I would say. Pardhan sahab. In means hmm. uh, one parallel I can see is that in the run-up to the 2014 Lok Sabha elections, when Siddharth was removed, now, there may be, uh, there are family control paper. So, but one of the explanations was that he made the front page of Hindu look like as if Modi didn't exist. And he was the main campaigner. He was the uh, prime minister in waiting. And you are not giving a coverage to his rallies, anything about him. And uh, that didn't cut ice with the Hindu management. Hmm. So, uh, th that was... Uh, maybe this guy is going to the other extreme. But also, uh, I think... Uh, for the past 14 months, Bobby Hush has also seen like there have been four editions that were shut, massive layoffs, really mm. crazy job insecurity in Hindustan Times, but they also no got, increments. But they, but they got great profits. They made the last quarter. The, but their English print revenues are falling. The last quarter report that has come out, it's doing badly. Digital is doing just okay. And Bobby Hush is, apart from, I don't know if he's the most biased or whatever, he's certainly the most paid editor in India. Extremely, right? yeah. Like, really? I don't think it's justified that okay. kind of salary and what he did with the paper. So, so maybe sometimes it's a simple business decision. Business decision. But I just that yeah. he's not worth it. Yeah. I don't know if you sometimes. guys have had this experience. So when I read the paper in the morning, I'm sitting in front of my parents. I, I go and have tea in my parents' house because I'm an Indian mama's boy. So I'm sitting there in front of the entrance. admissions Shadi, 
میں نے کہا اچھا دکھاؤ بیگ ایک رقص ایکسا تھا میں نے کہا بدائی لیکن میرے پاس ہے سوچ لیجیے بہت بڑھیا یہ بارہ سو روپئے کا بیگ ہے آپ کو فری دیں گے سو آبویسلی ایچ چیز آن دس میجر نو دس ڈوڈ پرابلی از گوئنگ ٹو ایوری ہاؤس اینڈ سنگ دیکھتا ہے کون پڑھ رہا ہے اخبار صبح ساڑھے سات بجے میں نے کہا واہ یار دیکھو مطلب ہندوستان ٹائمس کی نیوز لانڈری شوڈ ڈو دیٹ مطلب ہر گھر آپ جاؤ کسی کمپلیکس میں گھنٹی بجاؤ بولے کیا کر رہے ہو پیپر پڑھ رہے ہیں نیوز لانڈری سبسکرائب کرو let me know but i uh, definitely want to talk about this hurricane irma right now i find it really we trash american media all we like but when something like this happens even on cnn is not considered the brightest for the brightest news consumers i mean when our american guests had come with the d media rumble they said hamare circles mein to cnn is not considered for the most best reporting but even them even time the detailing they give of what is the evidence about whether it's climate change that makes a hurricane like this possible. I mean, I found out for every one degree rise in the air, it can hold 7% more water, why hurricanes are formed on the ocean, for every degree rise in water, how it increases the intensity of the hurricane. They give, you know, scientists give you that. They, I have a beef with your scientific community. ایسے آرٹیکلس کیوں نہیں پڑھے کہ بھائی یہ اس لیے ہوا یہ ایک ڈگری سے یہ ہوا ہے اینڈ دیٹ از ناٹ یو نو ڈیموکریٹ ریپبلکن دے ایکسپلین اینڈ آن دا ادر ہینڈ فاکس نیوز ہیز پیپل سینگ کہ کلائمیٹ چینج تو ہوچ تھنگ آف کورس دیز دیٹ یو نو ڈم دس آلسو بٹ آئی جسٹ فائنڈ دیٹ ان ون ایٹ دا سیم ٹائم وائل دیو وائلڈ فائر ہیپنگ دیو دس ہیپنگ دیو فلڈنگ ان اسام دیو فلڈنگ ان گجرات ایٹ دا سیم ٹائم ان اباؤٹ ایٹ پلیس ان دا ورلڈ وچ آل ہائی پروفائل دیو catastrophe happening and yet no, it's a debate that no, should this be a priority to come back to what you're saying why you see that's why i i love twitter because uh, there is one tweet that went around that went viral some scientist had compiled last 100 years of temperature fluctuations in a gif or gif i don't know what you call it gif, mm. gif. of earth changing It is a phenomenal thing. With thir- within 30 seconds, you get to see the change that has happened. I mean, the temperature that is, is absolutely remarkable. So things of that sort, you know, that it, it's not just the information that you give out, the scientific information. It has to be made presentable. It has to be made accessible. Hmm. And I think... Understandable. You have to simplify yeah, it. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you have to... A lot of thought goes into making science accessible. And you have our Indian meteorological data service or something like that. Absolutely, once a week, they should have a, a, you know, a, a popular lecture or they should have a YouTube whatever thing or a Twitter thing that, you know, explains in... I mean, I've seen Americans, they, they do it, you know. So why can't we do it as... Uh, And also and there was just two problem. things. One, I would recommend we people have watch this clip by St- uh, Stephen Colbert where he uh, deconstructs uh, Trump's speech... after he goes to the flood 
uh, hit areas and then he goes to North Dakota where they're suffering from drought. I think that link is is very interesting to see how the president of America and the language he uses. He tells the people in North Dakota, he says, your experience, I've just come from Louisiana, you don't know how lucky you are, you're in a drought, which is the opposite of a flood. Hmm. So that was one thing. Secondly, there was a couple of articles in uh, the Western press about why do television reporters stand in yeah stand outside. in the in conditions where they're telling everybody not to go why do not they to go? go why are they putting themselves at risk and this started apparently the first time by Dan Rather when he stood in the rain and and made these reports and gave these reports and and it was considered like great reporting and now it's considered that unless you're standing there in the rain almost getting blown away you're not a good reporter so i think there's an argument to that what that is your view i think i'm okay with them standing there yeah even i agree it makes mm. the it makes it more compelling i mean yeah. you i mean what is you going to stand sit in a car and report yeah, or i think it sit inside a building you're not and say you obviously get putting yourself you know yeah, at risk so i no, none of the sorry to say but none of the reporters were damaged in any way so i mm. guess it was okay <laughs> Also, reporters were hurt in the, uh, in but the I think the problem with Indian news or maybe even consumers is we're too stuck with politics like if a flood happens we want to talk about government it just becomes about left sure. right we, and even our journalists there is environment is a beat uh, in every newspaper but all they do is like go to the ministry and come back so maybe when there's a f- such massive flooding in South Asia there should be pieces on climate change I haven't read a single piece I haven't read and how no, it no, impacts no, us climate which change is not debatable why every issue instead of doing a sp- in-depth story on it everything becomes a debate I, I mean a child's murder is not a debate I heard Naharika in that interview Navika Navika she's asking somebody on the panel that do you think what do you think of this murder of this child in the school what do you think what do you, you think? think I mean what what, what do are you supposed you, to think what is this is it a right thing I mean yes it's a right thing to murder a child what kind of a question is that yeah, it's, it's, I it's, think it's, the average consumer is not so concerned about politics which is why news has such small like I'm sure no, like, stop debating people want stop to know. debating there are things which are not debates so, but I think on these clim- are stories but, do the stories but on climate change the worrying thing is that the most you know powerful man on the planet still does not believe or has not committed himself to a position on climate change and that is worrying and that gives fuel to other deniers but one uh, thing that I did I mean it was a observation uh, which is that in Antigo and well not uh, I forget the two uh, which are the Antigo islands? and something island it's like part Antigua. of Antigua yeah Antigua and another island there were a whole bunch of islands that Saint were Martin devastated and, and Bahamas baths all of them so mm. the ones where the inc- so there was looting in some of them huh? after the yeah. you know, but the looting was in the ones where income disparity was higher in the two where there is not so much wealth disparity there was zero looting I just thought it was an interesting you know a social and economic observation on something like this like I mean in light of Pickett piece which Mint has kind of I thought put a very weak rebuttal to that income inequality in India has reached the level of the Raji right? it's actually surpassed it really yeah it's Mint has done a rebuttal but it's a really weak rebuttal on it the link is below you can read it and these things are not treated seriously enough these are the biggest mm. society breakers wealth disparity and uh, but yeah I think in the climate of you know capitalism is the magic pill that cures us of everything it's overlooked although the, you know evidence around the world is different so anyway um, so that was on on this climate change issue I hope we see more paces so um, anything anyone else has to say before I wind up um, you have recommendations yes okay before your recommendations 
I have I'm sorry this email is really long but it's really good it's by Bimal it is a critique on uh, social darwinism and he has says it is actually consequentialism and then it is utilitarianism and empiricalism and enlightenment it's an amazing critique of this entire social darwinism and how it is a philosophy before darwin came along but it was called something else it's just a general discussion on that it's really nice it's really long it's a mail it's a mail as in m a i l though i don't know the person who's written it bimal is male or female but um not the million not the <laughs> not the million it could be so, either because there's bimal jalan and there's bimal as a woman also and, i know of and the I last and it's obviously very well informed bimal has a has a lot of knowledge on this entire consequentialism wow. and social sounds very interesting yeah. uh, and his last line is sorry for such a long mail being a certified lazy ass i'm myself in surprise that it became this long <laughs> wishes to the whole team that's very cute so you can read it thanks vimal you can read it it's a really smart uh, piece where he gives us the history of social darwinism and maybe and we should put it, it up as a piece it is yeah we'll put it up as a piece so you can read it uh, suggestions um mother you want to start yeah i'm uh, just started this book by prashant jha how the bjp wins yes and i've also before i was assigned to read it i had started hillary clinton's book oh how's that fascinating okay absolutely fascinating how much you read man madhu anyway hmm. vardhan saab yes uh, i finished manu joseph's new novel What is it called? It's Laila. M- Miss Miss Laila Armed and Dangerous. It's not on stands yet. Mm, let me plug in. I will be interviewing him on Tuesday about it. Okay. Yay. So, uh, yes. so probably the piece, the interview should be up on Wednesday yes. or Thursday morning. We'll try. Mm. Tuesday subah we'll kare. Watch Anand mm. blush. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Anand is finally interviewing his. So Anand is now on camera. Yeah. Please ask well him about all yeah. these columns that he's written that has created. He has been. He interviewed Sham Saran. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Okay. So you uh, recommend that? Y- yes, yes. It, I recommend that. Um, you see, uh, his first uh, novel was heavily awarded, the Serious Men. But so there are things that people award each other. So Serious Men was a great book, but I think his illicit uh, happiness of uh, other people hmm. is destined to be a classic in modern Indian writing. I quite like. Wow. Modern uh, Indian writing. A lot of people have said that. It's actually. very nice. So, so and uh, he is one. of uh, indian writers writing in english who escaped the second novel curse which miss even mrs roy could not hmm. mrs roy has been excluded from the book of so, prize this year oh, miss roy miss roy and his and his and his third one is as good as his last two ones really all right so chalo So that that uh, that then now uh, two more recommendations. Okay. First is uh, that uh, this uh, first two three chapters of uh, the former Foreign Secretary Shyam Saran's book, How India Sees the World. It is important because uh, coming from someone uh, like him, it gives credibility to the tradition of ancient Indian thinking on diplomacy because uh, he is not seen as someone from right wing or something and. Uh, a very scholarly take on what we can draw from uh, the classic like uh, arthashastra or uh, nitishara and also other indian ancient texts because they have very detailed accounts of diplomatic practice right. he says that in 1970 when he joined indian foreign service only a western text was the bible and he was ignorant about all the indian texts so it gives credibility it's not from a right winger or something but and the third third and final uh, one and and the guardian there is also a guardian piece uh, i forwarded you uh, 
that was going to be my recommendation okay okay <laughs> then, then i let okay. it again proves the same thing because it is coming from oxford university yeah. guardian so no right wing okay <laughs> so manisha so uh, no, uh, what's it he about? will talk about ananda will talk so about. Uh, so uh, it's about science so he is better qualified no no not at all <laughs> but if i can so and uh, um, okay and now some self promotion i would uh, <laughs> like you to read uh, my uh, long facebook post Mm-hmm. about uh, why hindi media needs asaranjan of shivan and not uh, ravish kumar of uh, press club okay it's also on my twitter your recommendation guardian ka you want to finish that before we move on to us yeah so my recommendation is uh, going to be what in fact anand vardhan recommended it to me this afternoon which is a really remarkable uh, discovery that people have made that the um, i would say invention not discovery invention of zero was oh yeah um, i read this yeah so it was uh, made they found it in uh, an ancient indian script and they have now predated the earlier thought year where zero came into prominence was uh, around 600 or 700 this is in the guardian AD. today or yesterday yeah. i saw and this this correct. is uh, third to fourth century they've done radio dating and mm. you know radio carbon dating and found out and it is it's just amazing I, i would say possibly next to or after the invention of the wheel the invention of the zero is you know but ye to fact tha ki humne diya tha zero no, bharat ne diya tha we were it's debatable it's predated it yeah, now manisha yours we are well close um, to us so uh, because we were talking about myanmar burma chronicles it's a nice uh, comic book uh, and one piece in the bbc rohingya crisis seeing through the official story in myanmar it's really good report and good for reporters to read it to see what to do on a government junket yeah you should oh, forward it to us so this is uh, two recommendations one is radio labs anna in somalia it is a beautiful podcast it is about a guy who was imprisoned by the somali regime by the dictator and he's in solitary confinement and how a doctor next to him and they have a back story they weren't allowed to talk and by just knocks on the wall they developed a language and he read out anna karenina to him through that wall oh it's and like darkness at noon coastla and, yeah. and this guy was in love with a girl and he had just got married when he was thrown into solitary confinement after 10 years when he goes and meets her he thinks of all these things but he can just shake her hand when they finally meet and she's become a refugee by now yeah. uh, in another country i mean you have to hear this podcast it is beautiful it is it is sensitive it is compassionate and i think the one thing it teaches us A I have to go back and read Anna Karenina because I read it so long ago and patience and compassion are in my view the two up there uh, you know qualities that a human being they they trump everything else especially for journalists True. absolutely i think without those two you are half a human being and um the other I recommendation the is yeah. actually uh, the other recommendation is um Sadanand Dhume's piece it is not very fancy it's not making very you know it's making a very simple point but i think it's an important read a because it is on an international platform and rumor has it that makes more of an impact to governments than others about how a ruling party you know cracking down on the speech by using laws such as the criminal ones that defamation. criminal defamation does no services to mr modi so yeah those are my recommendations talking of uh, you know the the defamation criminal defamation i remember you even did a tippany where madhukeshwar was uh, yes uh, the criminal defamation thing was so it seems the development there hmm. were that she got injunction from the supreme court hmm. saying that she doesn't have to appear personally good in Srinagar and the judge there disregarded that said no you better uh, yeah he overruled yes overruled the supreme court he can't do that yes. he can't do can you it's not possible it? yes 
But but that's not legal, right? Fifteen days to appear before me. But that's not legal. Why should she obey? That's what the judge has done. So I have a song for the for the lady. Legal notice, not defamation. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, it's a legal notice. Three days. Yeah. I have a song for the lady who we caused a lot of restlessness. I think three days to hoga. He hasn't said sorry. I hope it's the right one. I don't know. So on that note, thank you all for joining us. Do keep sending us your emails at contact at newslaundry. Thank you all for those of you who did write. I couldn't read out all of them. You can read them on newslaundry.com. Watch our new show, Constitution. Send us your feedback. Tell us if you like it. Do subscribe because we need your support so we can survive. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and when advertisers pay, advertisers served. We will leave you with two songs: one which Pallavi suggested, and the other that Madhu suggests to Pallavi. Goodbye. See you all next week. तुम अपनी बेताबियां लेके चल रहे हो तो जिंदा हो तुम नजर में खाबों की बिजलियां लेके चल रहे हो तो जिंदा हो तुम हवा के झोंकों के जैसे आजाद रहना सीखो तुम एक दरिया के जैसे लहरों में बहना सीखो हर एक लम्हे से तुम मिलो खोले अपनी बाहें हर एक पल एक नया समा देखिए जो अपनी आंखों में हैरानियां लेके चल रहे हो All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.